0: Welcome to Eating Too Much with Tiff
1: and Mandy. We are two lonely-mouthed former chefs who love and
0: are um, puzzled by and love food, but
1: mostly love. Yeah, saying hate it feels too strong. It I does feel food. too
0: strong. You know, I've thought that for a little bit, but sometimes it does feel like that. But yeah, I I think um I think that that's a good a good in the middle yeah. descriptor.
1: It's more like struggle with. <laughs> sometimes struggle with but I don't hate food oh, it's, it's not just, food's just, fault it's not
0: food's fault it's so delicious I know <laughs> I know how are oh, you man um I am hot I know I'm we are sorry. we are pre-recording um so it might not be hot when this goes hopefully not out to the world I don't know what your weather says, but our
1: weather says, cause it's another 120 degree day. So I just got everything done except I didn't work out, but I like went to the store at eight o'clock in the morning. Cause I was like, I just can't even deal. I don't want to try and get in my car. I just, it just makes me mad. So, but it's saying, so today is Monday and it's saying Wednesday, the high here in the desert is 98, I think, which is like, winter here. It's like 20 degrees less than it is now. Yeah, more than 20. So it seems like this is like the last day that it's going to be horrible.
0: Well, I am coastal and it's 92 and that's absurd.
1: Yeah, it's really, and the thing is, you know, because I used to live where you live on the west side of LA and It was a different kind of annoying because, yeah, it wasn't that hot, but it's not supposed to ever be that hot. And L.A. was not built to withstand those type of temperatures. So, like, for instance, you know, we lived in an incredibly overpriced condo and there was no um, there was no A.C., no central air. So um, you just had to suffer, which I think is
0: 95 percent of the um, rental homes in the city. I think it's it's not supposed to be that hot. Or if it is, it's like two days a year and you you blast your fans and you get through it and by nighttime it's cool. When I walked the dogs at like eleven thirty last night for last potties, it was Mm -hmm. still like I was in shorts, flip flops, a tank top and like still came back slightly sweaty. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's absurd.
1: Yeah. So it's not built for it and then you just have so many more people per square inch. (laughs) So yeah. So being out here in the desert, even though it's ungodly hot, there's tons of space and there's not a whole lot of people. And AC. And you're right. And everything has central air and everywhere you go outside, there's misters. So it's, it was built for this heat. So
0: I always feel like (laughs) (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) It's only for now. Exactly. Um, I always feel like you know paying crazy rent prices is part of you know ensuring my amazing <laughs> beach weather.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you follow? There's this account on Instagram I follow called For the Love of Old Houses, and they Ooh. oh they it's really fun and they but it makes you always want to move like all the time because the houses are beautiful and a lot of times it's like you know. Tennessee you know somewhere Tennessee you've never heard of and it's like a five bedroom house for $130,000 and it's perfect Ugh. yeah and you're just like what could I do in Tennessee like I could just work from home right
0: you could just stay <laughs> what- in your beautiful house
1: <laughs> right and just not try to make friends I guess I don't know I don't I don't know but um so yeah, yeah we so watch a lot of looking at that and just going like, why do I live in California?
0: California is just wrong. Right. But the people, the weather, my, uh, mm-hmm. my cousin's husband calls it the land of the fruits and nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm i I'm a fruit and a nut. That is not yep. inaccurate. I feel like yep. I should be offended, but it's not incorrect.
1: I know. I, I want to find some like little town, but it's like full of artists and hippies. That's also cheap. That's where I want to. That's where I want to be. I don't think that exists. It has to exist somewhere.
0: Well, I was the first thing that came to mind was Venice. Then I was like, okay, not cheap. And then the <laughs> second thing that came to mind was Santa Fe. And then I was like, oh wait, that's not cheap either. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think that you know these, these places become too desirable and. Right. It's what, hap- it's what happens. It's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah, we always watch these shows that are like these people buy, you know, a, a six-bedroom house, like, fully loaded with attached garages on two acres of land, and yep. and everything's, like, you know, beautiful and amazing and all this stuff, and it costs, like, $160,000, <laughs> and we're like, oh, well, it's either in Canada or somewhere in the flyover states, because... Right. Like that house here, like literally, there's a house on on um, Georgina that I've been looking at.
1: Yeah, oh and God, by looking I at, Georgina. I mean literally
0: just walking by, and I can't help but look, right? Yeah, because that's all I can afford to do. And, right, and um, we looked it up, and it is six point eight million dollars. Yeah, I don't know how many bedrooms it is, but it's you know bigger than any single family needs, of course. Right, right, but right. gorgeous. And yeah. you're half a block from the beach, and yeah, I mean, I bet they have air conditioning.
1: I bet they do. And a full-size fridge. I bet it's a smart home. You just
0: walk in and it just thinks. It you know you. what?
1: I think Tiffany wants it to be about 72 in here.
0: What would it do then when Tam walks party. in and wants it like <laughs> partly cloudy? That is my favorite weather. You do uh,
1: 68 <laughs> partly cloudy forever
0: sometimes I like to think of it more as like partly sunny just to try to and I, I I I almost feel like it's the same thing but it helps my mood yeah well how
1: about like do you have a fire sky right now because we have a fire sky. So- uh,
0: yeah the moon was orange last night oh, and this morning that. at like six thirty in the morning um Tam worked so I got up and did the dogs and all this stuff early and I looked up and it was like the moon was on fire. It, no, yeah. the sun was on fire. Yeah. Both were on fire. Everything's on fire. The giant thing in the sky was orange. And, and- you know what
1: I just read? So the latest fire, and I'm going to forget where it is. It's in some forest <laughs> somewhere. Okay. And apparently it was started because someone was having a gender reveal party and there was pyrotechnics involved. That's the one by Yucaipa. I Yeah, well, that, that makes sense why it's it's... It affecting here because even though I can't smell it, but the sky does look crazy. It was like it was like an hour near,
0: away near Oak Glen,
1: Yukaipa. which is um, really funny because we were just looking at houses there the other day because we were thinking like maybe we can, we can find something where Evan is close enough that he could still drive in to do like shoots and stuff, but he could work from home. The other you know, and we were and mm-hmm. we were looking. The, the problem is like one of the things I hate about where we live right now is the. Um, architecture or lack thereof it's like it's all like this place was built in the 90s so everything is like Mm -hmm. everything is stucco everything is like those shades of tan (laughs) everything is brown or beige and I don't even know how to describe the type of house it is but you know what I'm talking about
0: well it's the house that people like that that kindergartners draw when they draw a house if they grew up in in (laughs) in the desert
1: yeah. Um, it's like, it's nothing. I don't even know how to extra It's not like the Adobe. The Adobe is cool. Like I could be down for like an Adobe house. It's like, but it's not like a traditional house. It's like you took a traditional house and then you covered it with a thick layer of band-aids.
0: Well, and I think that <laughs> <laughs> I just imagined kind of a squishy house. <laughs> That's what they look
1: like. They look like squishy. I don't know. I can't stand it. <laughs> so ugly, they're so
0: ugly, and everything's
1: brown tile.
0: Everything is brown. I think that it has to do with um not absorbing too much heat or something. I mean, it has yeah. to do with function, right? Because it's not to do with with yeah. aesthetics. Um, you no, know, one of the Fockers grew up in Yukaipa. Her parents and um, brother and his wife still live there, and um they they love it. They they've been there for. They have like a huge yard and mm-hmm. all these dogs and
1: <laughs> yeah so I was I, we were looking like hoping we we're like maybe there'll be a craftsman maybe they will nope, they all the houses all look exactly like the houses here I'm well like, I think uh. it's just I think it's it's a desert thing it is a desert thing it's like I, I think it's like they were the whoever was building at that time was like let's make it look like the mountain
0: or right. like a sand
1: dune or something
0: Maybe like, almost, it like it, almost like it blends in. But then I also kind of think with all the stucco and stuff, it's got to have some insulating properties, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe.
1: I don't know either. But anyways, I'm glad we didn't buy a house there two days ago because it's on fire.
0: Yeah, it's kind of scary. Um, my mom took yeah. a picture of some fire. Um, she was walking with, with Baba Jawa. Mm-hmm. And because as she does and she she took a picture a picture towards the east and it couldn't have been in the desert because that's way too far there in pasadena right um and this morning she said it looked like it had snowed because there was ash everywhere yeah i remember
1: that in la and for whatever reason it must be how the, the way the wind blows or something we don't get any ash here we rarely even smell the smoke I don't know, because we're in a valley, and yeah. I don't know how wind works or weather works, but <laughs> we're in a valley, and all I know is, like, I just feel like the fire just looks at us and goes, ah, eh, they're already practically on fire, so we're just not even going to go over there. That's <laughs> okay. We'll see. That's that. okay. It's fine. They're already miserable enough.
0: Yeah, Um. the air quality seems really heavy here, yeah. just walking us around, too. but Easy. I, it it doesn't smell smoky at all. Us too, um, Yeah. The last time we had actual ash and like smoky smell was like the Malibu fires. Um, yeah. At the end of last year, so. Yeah. I remember a couple times in LA it being really bad. We should have known it was an omen for 2020. Right. Anyways. Right. I have a reseasoning. Okay. I'm listening. Super quick. Everyone's listening. Every <laughs> All 18. Oh. We're in double digits now. Potentially. I mean,
1: it's potentially 30. <laughs> I have a friend, Paige, who listened, and she lives in Alabama. So I think we have our first Alabama listener. Shout out, Alabama. I don't know anyone Yay, in Paige. Alabama. I only know Paige.
0: I have well, another hey, friend Paige. who was born
1: in Alabama, but she doesn't live there anymore. She lives in Hawaii. Well, <laughs> I know. Moving on up. Right. I don't know. Alabama might be beautiful. I don't really know anything about Alabama.
0: I don't know. I just know I I want to be in Hawaii. <laughs> that sounds wonderful right now. Yes. Yes. Um, so my reseasoning was from the last episode. Um, after hearing that, I still don't know what she does. Liz, my my <laughs> my rock knowledgeable oh, friend. Oh, <laughs> Liz. Poor Liz. She dumbed it down for me. Okay. So I am reading verbatim. The bottom line is, I help scientists and policymakers communicate with each other so that more policies are based in science and more scientists are engaged in creating and improving policy. That's dope. She's Thank doing you. Lord's work. She's doing the Lord's work, but based in science. Yes. Um, it's super important. Uh, the bridging that doesn't seem to be happening, that seems to be going no. a little bit backwards in the administration, but. Yes. Um, but so as of last night I very clearly know what she does. And I get that. And I don't know how long that'll last. <laughs> that I, I know. What she, not that she's she's been doing the same thing for a very long time and and is a boss babe at it. Like she right. is making it happen, you know, but I just can't seem to It just can't seem to click in my head.
1: Yeah. Well, the next time you forget, you can just listen to this podcast.
0: Right? Episode mm-hmm. seven?
1: Episode seven and uh thirteen minutes in.
0: All right. Got so lucky it.
1: 13. Seven and thirteen.
0: Both I lucky just, numbers. I just jotted it down on a post-it that I'm sure I will lose. Um <laughs> <laughs> my other reseasoning is <laughs> Holy moly! I don't know if you've got a chance to watch it. I got. Sucked I haven't, in.
1: but I did see. I did see an ad for it, and I was like, "That's what Tiffany was talking um, about. That's what she's obsessed we're, with." And we're saving it for Ian. Ian went to the beach yesterday, so we didn't watch it yesterday. But I think we'll probably watch it today.
0: I think you guys will like it because I was thinking about it afterwards when you asked if it was like mean spirited. I really don't think it is. After thinking about it, I'm like, it's it's a competition. It's right. not trying to get each other. Whatever, like some of the people will shit talk as people do in competitions, but also, it's just the obstacles. Like that's that's what everybody's trying to get past, and they cheer each other on. The obstacles are laughing at them. The obstacles and me.
1: (laughs) Well, Um, yeah, and Sorry, I was going to say, speaking of obstacles, I found out that American Ninja Warrior is coming back today. Oh, I love me some American Ninja Warrior. Me too, and believe me, like that was part of what got us through the summer watching it cuz that was something that Ian would watch and then he would get inspired and he would like, you know, do a pull-up or something and it was very exciting. <laughs> and so not ha- I definitely missed it this summer. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm intrigued. It's it's literally starting tonight and and it seems like they've been taping during the quarantine then, so I'm very interested to see what the
0: changes are i wonder if there's just no live audience you know how they had some of those stands always that's on the what side i'm guessing
1: that's what i'm guessing is there's just not going to be audience maybe like you know certain family members can be there you know
0: right right
1: like a, a couple. safe distance away wearing masks mm-hmm. cheering their <laughs> cheering their dad or brother or sister on
0: from a separate area or
1: lava yeah
0: yeah oh my correction for holy yes, moly please. i called it jump the shark it is put the plank not that anybody cares, but I was like, I know that's not the right name. I've got to find it. I so mean, I did. And I then love those kind of mistakes. I, you know, Jump the
1: shark versus putt the plank.
0: Can we just talk about being corrected and correcting people for a second? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this? Because, well, I mean, there's... So there's... I asked you a question, and I'm not going to let you answer for a second. Okay, okay good. <laughs> so I'm of the of the tr- of the thought that tell me when i'm wrong because i want to know and okay. not be wrong anymore and i don't really care who is in front of because i'm wrong about stuff all the time and i get that and i feel like everyone else gets that and if somebody's going to judge me on being wrong about something when i'm trying to learn the right thing mm-hmm. like that says more about them than it does about me right so yes there's that but i have found <laughs> in my marriage <laughs> And, <laughs> and in various other relationships that some people don't want to be corrected, at least not right now. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of this, why would you correct me in front of the table full of our friends? And I'm like, well, but it was the wrong thing. And it seemed like mm-hmm. you might say it again. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's mm-hmm. a thousand percent not from a place of, I want to make you look dumb. Right. Or make me look smarter. It's a, from right. a place of, oh, that's not right. Here's what the right thing is. Right.
1: Yeah. Like. Yeah, I think you're right and the the perspective you're coming from is a very sort of egoless perspective, which is really beautiful. It kind of reminds me of my my childhood friend, Christy, who like Christy, I, I admired her so much because if she wanted to do something, she would just do it and try it. And she would like, you know, like rollerblading, like her first time rollerblading, she would do it in front of everyone and fall on her ass like 50 times. And she would just laugh and get up and, you know, wouldn't know how to do it. And people would laugh at her and she would just be fine with it whereas i would like practice rollerblading in my house for 6 months before i would go out because <laughs> in a i want to look <laughs> right because i want to look like i know what i'm doing and it's totally ego based it's totally like what are you thinking about me doing this th-? it's like a total right. mind fuck so i think your perspective is lovely and i will say and i'm sort of thinking more like in terms of podcasts like sometimes when um, people will call into podcasts and correct someone's grammar or a fact. I'm a little bit like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. a podcast, first of all, it's fucking free. Okay. You're not paying for this shit. <laughs> okay. This is not HBO. So it's if not you don't scripted like it and
0: edited with to within an inch of its life,
1: right? if you don't like it, I don't owe you money you know you can just unsubscribe and not listen to it anymore give so me my I, time back yeah so i'm a little bit i'm a little bit in terms of that like the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law which is like if if it's a really burning thing that like or or a really big error then it's like sure you can point it out but in terms of like little shit like it was 1871 instead of 1872 and you just have to let that person know that it's a little bit like get a real problem
0: yeah I hear that but if it were in conversation like if I were talking to you Mm -hmm. in in my home or Mm -hmm. wherever we were having a conversation and you were like oh yeah and in you know I I was just thinking about the day 1848 with the treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo when we were talking about the Mexican border moving yeah yes and I wasn't a Hundred percent sure that that was what the date was.
1: Right. I had
0: a, a a fantastic history teacher in high school that um, kind of pioneered or was one of the um, developers of somatic teaching of history. So what she would do is teach us from the beginning to now of uh-huh. women's history, from the beginning to now of you know whatever. So I love like that. certain dates like i actually learned better that way because it made a lot more sense rather than being like well in 1848 this happened here the the mexican-american war came to an end they redrew the border lines oh but also in 1848 unrelated um women's rights seneca falls happened right so Mm -hmm. there was that huge convention and it likes like stuff that nothing to do with anything
1: okay
0: Uh, nothing to do with each other i should say right at an arbitrary date but the way she taught it was like thematic and made sense because you're going from the start to the end on one subject
1: right so Um, like what was happening to women in senegal in 1848 versus what was happening to women in mexico in 1848 like that kind of a thing
0: kind of yeah yeah no like exactly like what like taking one subject and just going from the beginning to the end instead of being like chronologically,
1: I think that's awesome. I feel like I would that would definitely help me remember. Well, that's you. also
0: how I do my resume just un, unrelated, mm. but I totally do it like thematically instead of chronologically because I think it speaks more to um you know, the various skills or skill sets or experiences that you might have or want to present. and then you can say, and this was you know backed up from here, here and here.
1: That's so smart.
0: And then it and also, also
1: just being original because people, you know, depending on the job, they're going to get so many resumes and they're going to they're going to read yours more just because they're like, oh, look, she did a different thing versus also... like, this is how you're supposed to do
0: a resume. So it looks exactly like everybody else. Yeah. Else's. Yeah. And I also like to do um, relevant work experience because I don't think that everything's relevant. But... Yes, completely. That said, the last like three jobs I've had did not require a resume. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know the last time I did a resume. I am in the habit of like getting jobs like very randomly. Like I went into someone's car and I came out with a job. Like just weird. That sounds like for a hike. Came that home sounds with a job. like how
0: you get murdered, Mandy. Stop doing that.
1: <laughs> you either get murdered or you get a job
0: oh man I don't He's know if that's a risk I'm willing to take right yeah not worth it I mm, don't know
1: yeah
0: oh well so Tam got me a uh a book a notebook to write in and on the cover it says things I want to say out loud but can't ah and it's it's brilliant um I love it I write things so, yeah. in it
1: so you're on the side you're so you're cool with being corrected and you would like to correct like in the moment so like there's no confusion and you
0: yeah yeah I appreciate that but you know what like to her point um it's like if if it's just like she misspoke and I know she knows what the right thing is and she knows she knows what the right thing is she's like why do you still need to tell me what the right thing is And those are the things I write in the notebook.
1: (laughs) I had a friend once who was very contrary. And the more I was with her, the more I was like, I think you just, I almost felt like she was addicted to doing it. Like it was almost, or or it was like, that was how she was raised to believe that's how conversations went. So like, rather than like, you know, with improv, it's yes. And, you Mm -hmm. know, which is, which is much more palatable. Like, even if I say something, you totally disagree with it. The other person goes, yes, like sort of like the yes is like, I heard you, I heard what you said mm-hmm. and this is why it's wrong or just not even why it's wrong. But like, in addition, here's another viewpoint. Um, she would contradict everything to the point where I was like, I don't even feel like talking to you anymore because it was just, I, I felt like she was making an argument just for the sake of making an argument.
0: God, That just sounds exhausting.
1: <laughs> Ugh. It was, it was very, it was, it, it made it very boring and yeah. Exhausting to be around. Oh
0: man. Yeah. I, know. I think those that's, are the
1: friendships you have in your twenties, right? Like, I was
0: oh. just about to say, <laughs> I think that's the kind of stuff I've kind of trimmed the fat around my relationships yep. um, mm-hmm. and friendships. Like I'd rather have, you know, nothing. Right. Me. I'd rather be alone. <laughs> yeah. And then tolerate that. Yeah. But yes, absolutely. Um,
1: <laughs> so yes, yeah, so so listeners, feel free to correct us. Correct. And uh, and and if I can't take it, I'm sure Tiffany can. I'll take it. <laughs> send your <laughs> send your corrections to Tiffany. Oh man. Oh man. Um, can I tell you a funny dog story? Please do. So we we trimmed the dog's nails this morning. Mm-hmm. Which is always. An adventure. And our dogs are brothers. They're they're litter mates, biological brothers, and it just never ceases to amaze me how different they are, right? Mm-hmm. So peanut full struggle, like full fights every clip of every nail you know doesn't matter we've got treats we've got food we're mm-hmm. two of us are holding him it's a whole situation luckily he doesn't like he's not actually aggressive like he doesn't try to bite he doesn't growl he you just
0: know, tries just, to get away with every just muscle try, yes just t-
1: twisting and swarming and it takes you know 15 minutes to get it to get it all done and is and, he vocal
0: and, too does he scream you know, like you're
1: killing him no these are not vocal dogs like they don't even bark that much oh my god i'm they, so jealous they bark when someone's at the door or when they think someone's at the door and that's pretty much it that's and then er- every once in a while like when peanut yawns he'll go it's so Aww. cute, so cute. and i'm always like oh your voice is higher than i would imagine it would be i would imagine you know,
0: it would be like, what's up
1: <laughs> hi mom um So, so struggle, struggle, struggle. And then we bring out Rocky and Rocky, I'm just literally holding him. And he's just, and I just let him lick my lips because I don't normally let him lick my lips because his tongue is very wet. So like peanut's (laughs) tongue is like just right. And like peanut has some swag and he has some game. So he knows he'll be like, I'm going to look you deep into your eyes. And then I'm going to sniff, sniff your lips. And then I'm going to lick them two to three times. And then he's done. Whereas Rocky is like, I want my tongue inside your mouth. Like, he would lick you. He would lick me for a good 20 minutes in a row. And because he has this tiny little nose that doesn't really work, like, his, his mouth is very wet. And, like, sometimes, like, little nose juice flies out because, like, just nothing oh, in his breathing
0: like, works.
1: know so it's. I feel so bad because like he'll watch peanut like fully kiss me and then and then he comes up and I'm like
0: no I can't do it I can't do it Rocky
1: so but I let him to you know so he was just he just I just let him lick my lips and we got all of his nails done in like under three minutes and so but then at the end you know we gave him a treat like a dog Mm -hmm. like one of those dental like chewy treats Mm -hmm. and so peanut takes his you know hard-earned treat and you know he like he takes it and then he he's one of the ones that like he likes to like take the treat and then he he goes away to eat it he doesn't want to eat it right there he wants to go to his little corner and then he like licks it and he nibbles and he savors it right mm-hmm. so he takes his treat and he's like I want to go inside I want to go you know I want to go to my little spot on the couch and then I'm gonna like make love to my treat don't look at me <laughs> right exactly this is a I need some moment. privacy <laughs> right exactly Whereas Rocky, like we finish the treat, and oh, sorry, we finish his nails. I and he gets down. I give him the treat. He literally swallows it. <laughs> I'm like, where did the treat go? Well, he's got and, all that extra
0: lubrication. It's probably really easy. Oh yeah,
1: swallow. I know. I'm like, I know. I'm like, this is a dental treat. This is for your teeth. It's not for your esophagus. <laughs> it's not an esophageal treat. Oh, and so, man, then, ten minutes brilliant. later, he goes ah, and he he hawks up the whole tree. Jesus! And then Peanut <laughs> eats it. <laughs> now, does Peanut savor the barfed-up treat? No, no. He just t- he took it down because you know Rocky softened it up for him. Got it. I hope nobody's eating right now. <laughs> so Peanut got two treats, and he was the stinky, difficult dog. And Rocky got zero.
0: Oh, but Rocky's treat was really just getting to make out with Mama for three minutes. That's
1: true. That's true. I mean, he held perfectly still. That's kind of like
0: Stella and Lou. I mean, when it comes to nail cutting, they're like opposite. opposite Yeah. Yeah. Lulu, I just like literally, she's so small that I just lay her on her back um, Mm -hmm. with my legs together, you know? Yep. Yeah, and just lay her on my legs and I can see all her nails and she lets me like turn them any which way and I get through all of them in like a minute and then I pet her and you know done and done give her a belly rub and she trots away she's like cool or sometimes she'll just keep laying there if I don't like take her off my legs
1: oh my gosh
0: because I'll do it like on our front stoop so I can just sweep up the, the nails you know she's like a dog groomer's dream She she really is. They're like, we'll pay you to trim your dog's nails. Right. And sometimes she's like falling asleep because she'll close her eyes against the sun. And it's the sweetest. Meanwhile, Stella, I mean, she's all of five pounds more, but it seems like 40 pounds more because she's like every muscle in her body is like twisting and fighting to get away. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes like two of us, Tam's like holding her body still while I'm like, cause you know how dogs do that thing? And I mean, I have two wiener dogs, so they have, you know, long, but they, they always say they're like two dogs long and half a, doll, half a dog yeah. tall, right? Yeah. So they're little legs. And I feel like they can like, like just shoot, like retract their little paws away from me. <laughs> like, like how, when you like, pull your hand inside your sweatshirt sleeve you know like (laughs) reverse whack-a-mole yeah exactly (laughs) and Stella does that like every half nail cut I'm like oh come on there's like four Uh, more toes I know I know just be reasonable (laughs) oh my god yeah and it takes 20 minutes to do and she's miserable and I'm miserable and then by the end of it I'm covered in her hair that she's like stress shed I
1: know I know by the end I was like is there such a thing as like dog Benadryl because maybe I could give that to Peanut <laughs> before we have to do this again or just take him to the goddamn dog groomer but I'm like I- I'm really like we file stuff but like I've always whenever Evan's like hey do we have a copy of the morgue I always like break out into cold sweat because I'm like did I file it did I throw it away did I mm-hmm. put it in the wrong file and so we have a dog file and I'm pretty sure all the vaccine records are right in there, but I'm still like, that's the thing that's stopping me from making the appointment at the dog groomer I'm like, I have to go in the file and I have to make sure oh, that I have to funny. see, and are, you know, are the vaccines still good or do we have to go get more? and Oh, so that's hilarious. Like, we'll just do it ourselves, even though peanut, well, clearly Rocky doesn't need to go, but peanut, it might be worth it. It might be worth the $10 to have someone yeah. else wrestle my dog.
0: And have him hate the someone else for the for the fifteen
1: minutes. Well, and also because I don't actually do the trimming. Evan does it, and he's so afraid of getting them quick.
0: Mm, you know, having mm-hmm. him bleed because
1: that's happened a couple times with Peanut. Um, do you guys have that styptic powder? No, but we use flour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so or no baking soda. We've used baking soda. Oh, okay. So it yeah. kind
0: of well, it did the same it, thing.
1: It does it well, does it. I think so. I mean, we looked it up on Pinterest, right? Pinterest is always true.
0: So the styptic powder, it not only clumps, but is actually like an antiseptic powder too because it's an open wound. So that's the only, and people are always like, well, I don't know. It's like one ounce and it's like 10 bucks. And I'm like, literally though, I've had the same little tub of styptic powder because you only ever like on the occasion that you do cut it too short, you only ever like use as much as sticks to the little piece that's bleeding.
1: Yeah, it's like Vaseline. Like you only need one tub of Vaseline per generation of a family. (laughs) That's all you need. (laughs) Done.
0: Unless you're one of those people that puts on Vaseline and then socks on their feet in the winter.
1: Yeah, that's like a Midwest. It's like when you're cold weather. Some people just slather their faces with it too. I can't
0: can't deal with sleeping with socks. So I can't imagine coating my feet in Vaseline and then putting socks on. No, I don't even like, like putting torture. on sunscreen. It's just too thick.
1: Me neither.
0: Ugh. My mom so, gives me a lot of crap for it because she's like, your skin, your skin, your face, the spots, the cancer, it's coming for you. I'm like, it's okay, Mom.
1: Yeah, speaking of which, my son has a severe sunburn for the second weekend in a row on his oh, face and buddy. His I know. Dads are not good at
0: sunscreen. Is he just like, a little lobster right now or yeah does he tan ever
1: no <laughs> <It's my skin. laughs> poor thing I'm like why did I mate with another lily white person it was, just, <laughs> it was just such a selfish choice because the skin situation is not good it's not good so but I was I was kind of hoping against hope that he because last the last weekend he went to the beach with his dad my husband And, um, I think they applied once and then they just totally forgot. And not only that, but they couldn't, they quote unquote, couldn't find his rash guard. So this kid was fully on the the beach in Malibu all day with no rash guard. And so it was actually worse last, last weekend. And then, then yesterday he went with another family, but again, mom didn't go, dad went and, you know, not to throw dads under the bus, but like, seriously like I just you and I even talked about this I think it's the dad's just don't remember about reapplying because I slathered him with like 50 and so I think that helped because I think last weekend when they went they used some like spray stuff and I just feel like I don't trust the spray stuff I feel like it's just not really
0: I don't trust the spray stuff either I mean I use it on my body but for the most part it's like for reapplications by the pool just to be like fast
1: that's a good idea
0: but yeah. um in the morning I do like head to toe you know cream yeah like yeah and I do that on, with Ian. you can see
1: it sunscreen so I think that that helped you know but um but yeah no reapplication and I think what happened actually is Ian left his backpack in the car and so just he didn't even have oh. any of his stuff and then he felt bad I guess it's so it's so yeah Life that's lesson, a tough, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's a, well, he's paying for it now. I don't think he'll feel bad about asking for it next I time. I hope not. I
1: hope, I was hoping that the weekend before would have taught him that, but...
0: Oh, buddy. Ay, ay, ay. I know. That's painful. I know. Um, I was just thinking about, too, my friend who, you know, we will occasionally ask if her husband has been allowed to live through the night because she... <laughs> will text that this is another Fokker. Uh She's the one with the two babies. Oh. Two beautiful babies. But she will text how, you know, men are kind of useless. And she's like, why can't they do anything without explicitly being told to do it?
1: That, and it definitely becomes glaring once you have children. Because, like, an example is, like, let's say I'm going to actually go away by myself. The level of planning you know like (laughs) this is what time school starts this is what time school gets out this is what he'll eat in his lunch this is what he won't eat you know I've made meals for you for dinner it's like yeah the level of planning it takes for 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 a woman to like leave is it's as much work it's just you know you might as well just stay (laughs)
0: I don't want to alienate dads out there, but there's just too many glaring examples in our personal lives right now
1: to ignore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Should we talk about Padma? Let's. Speaking of.
0: Speaking of not dads, but moms. (laughs) I was going to say, if we were still talking about my wieners, that would have been a great transition into the wieners. Right. Yes, we're talking about wieners. the all-american wiener yep
1: the frankfurter so this one's um this one's in In milwaukee Milwaukee. yeah and in milwaukee they don't call them hot dogs they call them wieners wieners which is weird (laughs) i don't know why you'd be proud of that like okay it's like calling um um like rain boots rubbers Yeah.
0: Well the you know lashes. the but the but the Wieners that's like uh from the German thing, right? Like Wiener. Wiener, yeah. Wiener, yeah. 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 Do we have any German listeners? Well, I'm German. That counts. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I think both sides of my family immigrated from Germany somewhere in the eighteen hundreds.
0: Okay, so this was one of those big things. So Oscar Meyer was a German immigrant. Yes. I do not think anything but, like, all-American cold cuts when I think Oscar Mayer or the yeah, Wienermobile.
1: It, well, it was really interesting to hear that his, Oscar Mayer was the first um, company to mass-produce and then package in plastic. And yeah. that's how they were able to have longer shelf lives and they could ship to um, like nationwide to grocery stores. And so that's why
0: everyone knew about Oscar Mayer. Which is insane because other than that it was just your local butcher or your local deli. Right. Which is much better for the planet. I I know I was like I have such mixed feelings about but I mean there you go we all know the name Oscar Mayer for that specific reason.
1: I know I was just thinking like if that hadn't happened like if we were still all just doing the local local butcher and local grocer, like how cool it would be to travel around and just be like, Wow, the sausages are so much more different in Milwaukee than they are in Colorado. Right. Or It'd Oregon. Be so regional. Yeah. It would be super fun.
0: It would be super fun. It almost reminds me of like when you drive from one end of like Italy to another. Or just from mm-hmm. region to region. Like mm-hmm. Meats, cheeses, breads, or carbs, right? So yeah, that's all the, like, let's just ignore um, seasonal and geographically specific produce and that kind of thing. Yeah. But things that have to be made from a recipe, not just like grown is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. like meats, cheeses, like it changes so much from region to region, even using a lot of the same techniques, but just like... A, a slight variance of spices or like the air that the, the mountain air versus like the damp coastal air. air. Yeah. It's like insane, especially when it comes to like old style preserving, like curing meats and, and that kind of thing. Um I-
1: and it makes so much sense. And that's why it's like America is so cool and so frustrating at the same time, because it's that American, right. like, how can we make more and how can we get it to more people and how can we do it faster and cheaper? And, and it's like, it's beautiful because there's this like drive and then there's an, there's this ambition, but it also ruins so much. Yeah. Yeah. And what is it about Europeans that like, they don't do that?
0: They don't I don't feel know. the need
1: to do that. Like, it's the same thing with, like, vacations, right? Like, they take so much more vacation than we do. Just overall, the pace is just slower. Like, they just, it seems like they're just, their life goals are different than ours.
0: Yeah, life goals, priorities. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Probably all of the above and yeah. more. But um, one of the things that kind of blew my mind about, all the different, speaking of different sausages, Usinger, one of the brands that they um, profile, holy shit, 125 125. different sausages.
1: Yeah, I want to go there.
0: I want to go to there. I want to, don't you just want to like, just have like a massive tasting? Yes. And maybe just like, no buns, none of that bullshit, just a simple mustard
1: <laughs> I was just gonna say that
0: give me give me all the sausage and all the
1: mustard maybe some sauerkraut happy girl happy Maybe a little like happy applesauce girl. little applesauce somewhere so you've got that sweet the sweet with some of the tart and the sauerkraut and the sausage that's what I because I grew up in Ann Arbor Michigan and there's lots of Germans there so there's lots of like Um, really old German restaurants and that's a lot of times what you would get you get like a plate of sausages with applesauce
0: sauerkraut and mustard different mustards pork and and apples is classic so it Mm -hmm. makes sense I've never actually tried that I don't think I'm trying to think if no it's always been like you know a pork choppy situation with with applesauce and stuff but that sounds
1: amazing and I kind of feel like in in the meat world like sausage is kind of it's very humble and people kind of like dismiss sausage it's fucking delicious like how many times have i gotten barbecue and like paid so much money for like the ribs and the brisket and then what do i always enjoy the most the
0: sausage the smoked sausage (laughs) yep
1: because it's just got tons of flavor and there's like the the satisfaction of like the the crunch of the of the casing, the casing. Ugh, and then I love the fattiness it. of the meat, and it's highly spiced, so it's just it's yeah, it's just super satisfying. And the
0: fat carries the flavor, yep. and it's I just now I really want you know what I had for breakfast? What I can post a picture of it, but I've been doing this because I um I don't actually know how it came into our home, but there there was a beef kilblasa.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Tam doesn't eat a whole lot of beef. She she hasn't grown up with it. She can't really tolerate it. Like it yeah. just gives her a belly ache. Yeah. And um, but she can eat pork. She can eat turkey. For the most part, we we do a lot of turkey and stuff. Um, when it comes to sausages, um, but I've had this beef kielbasa, and I've just been like, cooking mm-hmm. it every which way, mm-hmm. and I kind of cubed it up threw it in a cast iron and just with it's the fat that was in it kind of cooked up some soft scrambled eggs yeah and just threw that in a taco with some hot sauce and like a tiny bit of cheese yeah just threw it it in like a white corn tortilla i it was like i'm like why i could eat this for every meal yeah that's a perfect meal it got me in the hot doggy mood yeah the counts. absolutely I've, absolutely uh, have you ever actually seen the Wienermobile in person?
1: I feel like I may have once I feel like that's a another Michigan thing, yeah, but um yeah, but uh, yeah you you wanna you wanna ride around in it,
0: huh? man, I wanna ride around in it that is there was
1: something about them singing that song that made
0: me like kind of i sang sick. along <laughs> I totally sang along oh, like a little gosh. robot. I sang along.
1: I didn't know that one. I knew the one like my bloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R mm. My bloney has a second name. It's M A Y E R. I would like to eat it every day and if you know I'll say
0: that Oscar Meyer has a way with B O L O G N A. So the the one they do sing. Um, yes. Oh, I wish I was an Oscar Mayer Oscar Wiener. Mayer. Yeah, so that one. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, how? Like, and and then the the last lyric, right? I, um, everyone would be in love with me, right? Something? So I wish I was an Oscar Mayer Wiener, and everybody, would everyone would be in love with me, right? So,
1: yeah. Wh- what? What? <laughs> I know it's I, there's something about it that was it's creepy. That's the right word. It's creepy. And
0: I never, it never registered as that until I, yeah, I was like, what? (laughs) I don't get it. And it's like little kids singing it and I don't really get it.
1: And I thought it was interesting how Padma grew up vegetarian. And so her and her mom would, in New York, they would get the hot dogs with everything
0: except for the hot dog. I know, right? The sauerkraut, the mustard, the relish. I, I don't know that that appeals to me but I could see that being a thing if you just want to partake in this thing that you see on every corner
1: or if you never had had the hot dog how that you know I had a friend who was vegetarian and he would order a big uh, Burger King Whopper without the beef
0: so what's it but it had
1: the cheese right so it's kind of like a grilled cheese with lots of shit on it
0: (laughs) You know what Tam orders at In-N-Out is a grilled cheese with tomato and grilled onions and special sauce.
1: I've heard it's delicious.
0: She loves it. I think they put more cheese than they do if you have the burger. But I think okay. a Whopper and a, I think a Whopper doesn't come with the cheese.
1: Oh, okay. Then then there's, I don't know.
0: My grandma always would get me the Whopper with cheese.
1: Okay. Maybe that maybe just makes it me cheese.
0: think that it just makes me think that there there's a Whopper without cheese. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not sure. I
1: don't know. I don't know. I'm not very familiar with Burger King, honestly. Yeah. The only thing I liked is they had like a chicken Parmesan sandwich. I liked that with marinara
0: sauce. How did I miss that? I don't know.
1: It was in the 80s. Oh,
0: Maybe that was before I was ordering my own food. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Another thing, though, about this episode, getting back to Padma. Yeah. The whole idea that of assimilating too well. Yeah. Like after World War II, right? A bajillion mm-hmm. Germans in this area, which I didn't realize there was such a German concentration in Wisconsin and apparently Michigan where you grew up. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that they like did everything they could to distance themselves, to dissociate from identifying as German, right? Obviously right. World War II. Mm-hmm. Um But that they were so able to do that. I mean, if you look at the exact same time, I mean, here in L.A., they were putting, like, everybody that might be Japanese in internment camps. Right. And it it just solely based on, on appearances. And, I mean, it's kind of, I feel kind of naive saying that, but it's like you don't think about, it's like I didn't know you were German. It's, like, very...
1: It is very weird and especially if so you think weird. World War II we were we were against Germany but I think maybe what it was is a lot of the Germans had already immigrated you know 80 years before that war started but like these
0: were Japanese people born here
1: right you know, Yeah well then I was going to say I mean I think what it boils down to is whiteness they were white
0: they were white they were Padma right. saying, I wrote down this line, it didn't hurt that the Germans are mostly white.
1: Yeah. I think that's definitely it.
0: Which just kind of blew my mind. But it's... I know. This is like one of the things I love about this show so much. It's like food, 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 food. And here's something really real to think about. Yep. In immigration and what it means to be American. And historically, like every single thing, like what is more all American than a hot dog? But it's not American. Like, what is American? It's stolen cultures. It's like right. a melting pot of stolen cultures.
1: Well, and, and the the show, too, is very successful at balancing because it doesn't take away from all the deli- deliciousness of everything she's experiencing, but she's also being very real about where it comes from. Totally. And what has been lost or what has been, um, you know, gained because of privilege. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really good, and I just saw that they just got greenlit for a uh, uh, season two. Oh
0: my god, I didn't
1: hear that. That's awesome. Yeah, so, I'm super excited. So we can talk about it indefinitely. <laughs> Maybe Yay! Definitely.
0: But we. So can have try. you had?
1: I'm sure you you have had. Have Have you been to Germany?
0: I have been to Germany. I've okay. been to. I I haven't traveled around Germany like I've. Um, explored other parts of western europe but i do want to yeah i've been to some parts of germany but i've mostly been in the areas that are very heavily french influenced and okay like, um in the alsatian mountains and 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 that kind of area it's a lot of a lot of ham hocks and krauts and that. Kind have of you thing. had schnitzel i i love schnitzel
1: i've never had schnitzel which seems weird. Mandy I know. I I just don't get out much. You're you're the one that actually does things. You're the part of the podcast that actually does things. Okay, here's the thing though. I just think about them.
0: Here's yeah. the thing, even if you haven't had capital S schnitzel. Yeah. Let's just take out the very traditional like okay, so all it is is mm-hmm. it's veal breaded breaded cutlet basically. Breaded. Pan-fried usually. Served with, lemon. with serve with a squeeze of lemon and sometimes there's an egg involved sometimes there's some kind of sauce involved it's Mm -hmm. very reminiscent for me of um the japanese or chinese or taiwanese pork cutlet yeah um
1: except in
0: what (laughs) right that's katsu right katsu yes in japanese yes Like a pork katsu. Mm -hmm. Um, And that would be served with like a tonkatsu sauce. Um, Like a brown. Kind of Mm -hmm. very savory. Got a Mm -hmm. little tang to it. Um, But schnitzel, man, it's the butter. It's the lemon. It's like so easy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you need to just make it to eat it. And it cooks in minutes because it's like pounded thin. And it's one of those things like I'll even... um, you know like you'll see on on restaurant menus sometimes they'll do like chicken schnitzel or whatever i think it's just a, an identifier as the way they're cooking it as opposed yeah. to it actually being schnitzel okay um but yeah that's i it's i saw your note mandy's never yeah. had schnitzel i don't know if you saw my update to the note which just says <laughs> what
1: I even have a, a wiener schnitzel right down the street from my house.
0: You I don't know, know if they actually make schnitzel. I don't though. Think, I think they, they like have like schnitzel. Hot dogs. <laughs> I think they're just hot dogs. Maybe some chili dogs. But yeah. False advertising. That was a great episode. It was a good
1: episode. I
0: mean, you're really... Made me want Do to you like beer?
1: Too. Are you a fan of beer? I can't drink. I mean, I don't drink it. Because I'm not a good person when I'm drinking, but um I love beer. No, I feel like, like beer it's liquid bread. I mean, who like
0: it I does can, smell like bread to me in a lot of different um, situations. It always brings me back. I think it's just the yeastiness. The, if I
1: was gonna drink, that would yeasty. be
0: what I would want to drink. Um so you're not a you're not a you're not a fun drinker.
1: No, I kinda quit when I was fifteen. 'Cause I, I drank one whole summer, like every day. And well, I mean, probably part of the problem was that I drank every day, like I'm maybe like, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe take some breaks and like I also like, you know, smoked a pack of cigarettes a day and I like Lord knows what I was eating and I didn't get a whole lot of sleep and I was I'm doing guessing a not water, a whole lot. <laughs> Unsavoury things, and I'm pretty sure I made out with a different boy every day that summer.
0: That was a very busy summer for you. It
1: was just bad. It was just bad. And and like and sober Mandy would not have done that. Particularly I would not have made out with, with friends boyfriends, which I also did. And oh, so Mandy. Yeah. So so like beginning of that was so that was after freshman year of high school. So then by the beginning of sophomore year, I took a long hard look in the mirror. And actually the the friend who I made out with her boyfriend and then he told her because he felt bad, you know, which hmm. of course he should have. And she actually, considering that we were kids, she like, she came to my house. She very nicely sat me down and like told me that she knew. And she was like, Mandy, like, I, I don't think that this is you. I don't think, you know, and she's like, I think you need to take a look at your, like, she basically gave me like a mom talk but she was like a year older than me. So I was 15, she was 16. And I just, I think back on that and just think, wow, that was like such a cool thing to do.
0: That's it like really more grown made up me... than people twice that age. I mean, yeah. In it, my life.
1: It was incredible. It was one of the most incredible conversations I've honestly ever had in my life. And it, and that conversation sure. alone. And then there was a couple other factors. Like I remember that conversation happened. And then I remember being at a party and like, you know, we were all underage. So it was like, someone had to go to the store and find someone who would buy for us. And it was a whole situation. And so any given weekend, you really wouldn't know if you were going to actually get the alcohol. And I remember being at a party and whoever went on a beer run and, and when they finally came back and they had the beer, I was so excited. I was physically shaking. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: remember like, just looking at my hands going, okay. Okay. 'Cause my grandfather died of alcoholism. So I was like, okay, I know this is in my family. I know okay. I've just made a summer of like really stupid choices. And sort of in that moment I was like, I'm done. And so I sort of quit then. And then my senior year I kinda and then it was just gone. So I don't like I don't think I'm an alcoholic because um senior year I sort of like I was hanging out I had more of a sense of self. I felt more sort of secure in my ability to like be a good person (laughs) (laughs) that I didn't, when I was a young teen, like, whoo, that was, those were some rough years. Um, by senior year, I felt more, um, like I had a better head on my shoulders and I would sort of like, quote unquote, try to party with my current friend group. Cause I sort of, I sort of switched friend groups. Like when I was young teenager, I hung out with like, all the other quote unquote bad kids. And we did all the bad shit together. And then when I sort of switched, I was hanging out with like the good, you know, quote unquote good kids, but because they were seniors, they were starting to sort of experiment, which is much more normal than being at frat parties at 14. Yeah. And so they were all sort of like, you know, getting wasted and, you know, throwing up in the back of cars because they didn't know what they were doing. And I was sort of like already done. So I was like kind of trying to do it. But it, I was really like and that was sort of all my whole college years, too. I was, I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, it just wasn't fun. And I sort of saw it for what it was and it just
0: wasn't. But that's like a, it takes a level of self-reflection that I don't think I've learned Maybe yet. No, mm. until um, very recently. You know what I mean? Like that's like crazy mature to think like that when you're 15.
1: I know. I've always been that way though. Like I'm definitely an old soul. I've always been super totally self-aware. Yeah. So for better and worse, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, but um, yeah. So and I, that all to say that I don't really, no, I don't enjoy drinking. But if, if I could drink and not be like a depressive, like super moody person, mm-hmm. beer would definitely be my beer and champagne. I
0: like bubbles. Oh. What well, Tam loves bubbles. Well, she likes cocktails too. But I no, um alcohol doesn't like me. I will go okay, from, so get sick. I will go from sober to projectile vomiting through a chain link fence and not have any <laughs> fun time. If anybody tries to tell you projectile vomiting is not a real thing, let me tell you, girlfriend, it is.
1: <laughs> it is real. So do you think you might have, like, an allergy to, like, an enzyme or something?
0: I think so. Um, My brother can drink. He gets really red. People are like, oh, is it just so you get really red? You feel really sick? You don't – you're a lightweight? I'm like, no, no. There's, like, no weight. Like, yeah, there is no <laughs> – there is just no good time in that. Except yeah. I can – very strangely I can drink very high quality champagne (laughs) and be fine and be fine but even that like I can have a a scant glass over the course of an entire happy hour yeah Where other people are having maybe two to three to four to more drinks um so for the most part I just stick to mocktails and in fun bars and um places that we've gone to most of the time if these places are actually like not just like their bartenders are like mixologists they love making mocktails and will come up with something and I will literally just say like I enjoy citrusy flavors and herbaceous notes but I'm not into overtly sweet or you know like and nine times out of ten I'll get something I've never tasted before
1: and that I totally thoroughly delicious. enjoy
0: that is using some kind of, you know, they just made it kind of syrups or yep. Yep. um that kind of thing and is totally delicious and beautiful. And I still get a fun drink to cheers with, too.
1: Well, and so much about alcohol, particularly cocktails, is about masking the alcohol taste, which is so weird right like here's this thing we're gonna put in here that you're paying a lot of money for but we're gonna make it taste like it's not in here
0: okay or like to to pull certain elements of those flavors yeah um and mask other elements yeah one thing I do wish though in having been to some of these like incredible restaurants and things I am slightly jealous of the experience that my wife and friends can have in wine pairings and um, yes very occasionally i can kind of experience a little of it like sip a little yeah with food in the tiniest way just to Mm -hmm. taste like an inkling of what they're talking about but man Mm -hmm. that's like one place i really wish i could partake
1: yeah Speaking of um, altering substances, I wanted to tell you about my pot gummy situation because you had talked about, I was saying saying that I was using them to sleep and it wasn't really working anymore and you said just take a little break and so I ran out like a little bit, maybe like 10 days ago and I decided just because I don't trust myself to have self-control if they're in the house. So I was like, I'm just not going to buy anymore. Tiffany, I'm sleeping better. So I almost, I almost wonder if it's kind of like, I don't know if this is how it works, but I know with like, um, anti-anxiety medications like Xanax and Clonopin and stuff, mm-hmm. that stuff, if you take it on a regular basis, a lot of times you can, ex- you can experience what they call breakthrough anxiety, right? just like with um, people that get addicted to pain meds, they can, mm-hmm. they can experience breakthrough pain. And it, sometimes mm-hmm. the pain literally isn't even real, that it's it's like their nerves are reacting to not yeah. having the, the med.
0: Yeah. And
1: so I'm almost wondering, because what, what I was, I felt like the, the, the pot gummies worked really well for a while. And then what it was starting to do, and this is sort of similar to an alcohol effect too, is it would help me fall asleep But then I would wake up like super anxious.
0: Oh, and stay asleep. So, are you having trouble falling asleep at all? Or no, so you're falling asleep, and the quality of your sleep is better. Yeah, which is with nothing. (laughs) Are you doing anything else differently? No, sleep is so weird.
1: It's so weird. It's like I don't even necessarily want to blame it on the gummies. Sometimes I think for me too, it's like, it's hormonal. Sometimes I think it's the moon, (laughs) but, but I, but I will have to, I just, I am happy that I'm not doing it and I'm sleeping. That makes me feel less like, oh my God, I have to have this thing or I'm not going to sleep, which is honestly like, that's, is that's at the root of so much addiction for me is this feel. It's the feeling of the fear Of if I don't have this thing, I'm not gonna whatever, you know. If I don't eat this thing, if I don't eat for three hours, I'm gonna die. No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. Yeah. You know, every day at three, I'm like, how am I gonna make it till dinner? And I and it's literal physical panic that goes not every day, but some days. And
0: it's just a feeling. It's it's just it's a feeling so and it's temporary and it'll pass. Yeah. Refer to your feelings worksheet. I know. I know.
1: <laughs> I almost feel like I wanna like make it into something where we can actually post that.
0: Um, let me let me ask about it. Okay. I feel like it's not a proprietary thing. Oh, right. Yeah, definitely ask. Um, but let me just triple check that. Yep. And also my therapist is so like use whatever to to help yourself share whatever to help others like you know it's not like you know that kind of thing um but I don't know it's man drugs I know I know all right are you ready for a tangent (laughs) (laughs) give me a tangent because we're
1: we're we're over an hour and we haven't even gotten to segment three so we're going to talk about what else I was going to talk about for the next podcast I'm just going to put a pin in that we're going to go right to scrummy versus crummy
0: Mayonnaise. Let's do it. Mayonnaise. How do you feel? Mayonnaise. Can't live with it. Can't live without it. Here's the thing. I love mayonnaise in things I can't taste mayonnaise in. Does that make sense? Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, and I was even thinking, because I'm one of those, like, I don't want it on my finger. Like, I'm actually offended by it. My husband loves it. He'll eat it with a spoon. And I literally. I can't. No. Oh, Evan. I make. I'm trying so hard not to judge him right now. (laughs) I make beef stew. I make a lovely beef stew or a lovely lamb stew. He puts dollops of mayonnaise on top of it. What? Why? Why? So, like, I won't even do it. Like, I'll make his full meal, and I'll be like, I know you're going to go into that refrigerator, and you're going to get the mayo out, and you're going to do this thing. And we get fancy mayo. It's, like, avocado and, like, you know, so Mm -hmm. we're not talking about, like, Hellman's. It's, like, good shit, but still. um, and I won't, like, I'm like, I will not condone that behavior. Oh. So you're going to have to go into the fridge and get it and get your spoon and do whatever it is you're <laughs> going to do with your mayonnaise. I can't support this. But that being said, I will eat like a mayonnaise sauce. Like, for example, on a Reuben, I will eat, a, I will thoroughly enjoy a Thousand Island dressing on my Reuben. And I fully know it's mayonnaise based. You know but what? That hadn't
0: even occurred to me. I was just thinking of like mayonnaise, just mayonnaise.
1: But it's something about the white mayonnaise that, like,
0: makes me angry.
1: Does that apply to... So, so
0: it doesn't apply to aioli of any kind or dressing? I don't dressings? think so.
1: Yeah, like, if I see aioli, I'm not scared. But I'm scared of mayo.
0: Will you dip your french fry in a, in a prepared sauce that has mayonnaise in it? Father's office, yes. <laughs> I wasn't specifically thinking of that, but do you know the... um side note they um have now joined the scores of restaurants in Santa Monica setting up in the street and have a bunch of tables on the sidewalk and street no. and a partition right on Montana i'm not surprised i'm not either it's about yeah. time but Whenever also like whatever know. their fry sauce is yeah they nailed it also like i know people like love hate that place i'm you know as a non-drinker obviously like a huge Part of the the appeal is is negligible for me, yeah. But you know, their burger you can't. There's no ketchup on premises. Don't ask for it because they get mad, and you can't change anything about it,
1: which is very snobby. But it's I I think it's a delicious burger. But it's fucking delicious. This is the It's perfect. I'm also not a blue cheese person, and I fucking
0: love that burger. That's interesting
1: yeah I mean, it's normally just too strong for me. I don't really like the the ammonia component okay like yeah ammonia feeling in my nose yeah it don't like comes up in your nose yeah but um, father's office, it's perfect. it's so good, so Man, good. I want to burn.
0: I know. I want hungry. father's office now. This is what's wrong when we record like before lunchtime. I know, which is when we always do it. <laughs> Why do we do this to ourselves?
1: I don't know. I think it's
0: good though. <laughs> we're talking about food and like, we're really hungry for it. It wouldn't be the same if we were like full. We'd be like, I don't want to talk about food. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what if it stays white, but is mixed into something like tuna salad, chicken salad, that kind yep. of thing? Chicken salad, no. Tuna salad, yes.
1: Huh. I think it's the, the strength of the tuna flavor
0: overriding it so it's almost just like a binding agent yeah
1: but chicken salad I get just as grossed out as like with potato salad no mayonnaise based coleslaw
0: no so I do a coleslaw a very simple coleslaw that I call a pickle slaw and Mm -hmm. I use about I'd say less than half the amount of mayonnaise that any normal traditional classic coleslaw recipe would call for yeah and I also use Dijon mustard and pickle juice and yummy. I grate into it a bunch of kosher dills, like at least as much as carrots. Okay. Um, and cabbage, so it's it's cabbage. It's more vinegary carrots. than yeah. It's so really it's just the mayonnaise cream. is just to give you enough fat to sort of to make really it just kind of mix it together so it's not just totally separate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think to I make it creamy, deal with that. you can't you can't taste mayonnaise. Especially if like that was like on a bun with some pulled pork. So something. that's exactly what I made it for. My yeah, there, there go my barky girls. Oh goodness! Someone's either I'm getting the a door, package, or it's either Amazon or a dog down the block, or or Tammy's. <laughs> <800 laughs>
1: no, Tammy's, Tammy's gone. gone. Tammy's. Our Tam's number. at
0: work. Tam's She's doing the things that pay the bills god bless her god bless her so i made this uh this pickle slaw i started making when tim started doing barbecue because we wanted something that would just kind of cut all the richness so that we'd be able to eat more meat (laughs) (laughs) must be able to eat more so yeah so i started doing this slaw, and it's like the perfect thing that cuts the fat and um that that kind of i guess you have to like pickles is the only thing i love pickles i love
1: anything vinegar anything vinegar, and that's another thing that I just, I question for myself, is I'm like, I don't feel this way about any other condiment. Like, if somebody wanted to eat an an inappropriate amount of ketchup, I would not be mad. I'd be like, that's fine.
0: Mustard, fine, relish. I also don't like sweet relish. I only like dill. Interesting. So my mom used to only put sweet relish, chopped up, super fine, like minced in her tuna salad. Um, I won't eat like what about like cornichon? If you're yeah, it with. They're strong, but, but I can deal. Yep. Okay.
1: Oh, I chop me. those up small or grate those into my tuna salad, cornichon.
0: Yeah, it has to be tiny. I can't eat it if I'm eating a pickle. It needs to be like a crunchy kosher dill.
1: Do you put lots of stuff in your tuna salad? What do you put in your tuna salad? Remember how Denise only wanted salt and pepper? She
0: only wanted tuna, mayo, salt, and pepper. And I made this like beautiful tuna salad the first time I was making her tuna for lunch, which Mm -hmm. we didn't have too often, but it was a pretty regular occurrence. Mm -hmm. And I made, um, (laughs) I kind of just used what we had around. I did like this garlic salt thing with some celery and some shallots and um some pickles and I think I even chopped up some dried cranberries and made it like this thing right
1: Mm. and then
0: (laughs) Cindy promptly told me yeah do not do that again she's like well I'll eat that but (laughs) that looks delicious and then Denise is like no tuna oh she wouldn't eat it
1: she wouldn't eat it
0: she kind of stopped me part way I think like I was mixing it up and I hadn't put them on the toast yet she used to get this corn rye from Trader Joe's and always had it in the freezer okay. and we would eat tuna sandwiches on this corn rye and so i hadn't put it on the bread yet and she was like just the tuna and then you know they gave me the lowdown <laughs> salt pepper mayo that's it that's it which i can appreciate if she just wants tuna that's just how tuna is but i'm actually kind of a tuna salad snub, because i blame had... my mom
1: have you ever had al gelato's tuna salad or tuna Sandwich? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? I on do Robinson? Not. Robertson? Robertson. <laughs> okay, Al Gelato's is on Robertson and Beverly Hills, but like the poor part of Beverly Hills. Like South, South Robertson. Okay. And um, it's Like a,
0: towards Pico, kind of.
1: Yeah. Okay. And it's a gelato place, and then, but they have this tuna, like, and I don't even know if they even have other sandwiches, but they have this tuna- salad sandwich and my friend Marnie was like obsessed we would go there all we worked together and it was like I don't know at least once a week was like who's going down gelato to get tuna and I think their secret was that um it was either orange juice or orange zest like but just a little and the tuna was real like it was almost like a paste like they really worked that tuna with the chunks. And then they had their own house made white bread and it was like soft. It was like at the, it was soft, but it was also like substantial. It had okay. a good crust and it was really thick cut
0: with this, with this tuna. Well, I, I, I have not. <laughs> that was good. I, I didn't know they had sandwiches. I just thought it was a gelato place. Yeah, I, I know where you're talking about. I've just never been. Oh, in, do you? I've never been in.
1: I am so curious if they're still around. I'm going to check. I'm
0: going to I'm gonna see. And if they're around, I'm going to post. Well, because when I worked for Denise, I was driving around there all the time, you know. And running errands right. and doing stuff like right. all right Right. Yeah, yeah. There. That's basically her hood. Yeah. Or used to be. Pound Um, No, I got spoiled with tuna sandwiches because my dad, um, this guy he um, does business with, is really into deep sea fishing and would literally gift us, like, these massive trucks. one time tim and i had to haul this whole tuna whoa yeah this thing was it looked like we were transporting a body yeah (laughs) and um ever since then my mom asked him to please cut up anything he wants to give us but uh we had to take all the shelves out of our freezer and then (laughs) we stood it up in the freezer. Oh, my God. Thankfully, my parents have two um, full-size refrigerators, two very large refrigerators, not even just full-size. But um, we ended up taking it down to our grocer and being like, look, I know this sounds weird. Can you cut this up for us? And we talked to the butcher. It was the manager of the butcher of the house at this time. It it doesn't exist anymore, um, that market. And I said, if you just give me a couple steaks of the filet off this. You can keep and take whatever you want. Nice. <laughs> and he did nice. it. He did it. Um, but yeah, so the tuna I've been eating for the better part of my life has been um, fresh caught. Oh tuna. my God. So and you're making so tuna I... salad out of fresh tuna. Right? So wow. how they process it now, they do, you know, they flash freeze on the boat, right? But they'll fabricate uh-huh. a lot of it on the boat now. And, um so he'll give us like the parts that are appropriate for raw eating we'll eat sashimi whatever and then we'll have all these tuna fillets well we're not really big on eating cooked tuna steaks in our family so my mom would poach like Mm. pounds of this tuna and then make it into tuna salad and occasionally she'll throw in if he's also given us like halibut or salmon, or whatever. So I've only eaten tuna salad for at least twenty years. That's been like from not from that's a can. Insane. Yeah. So it's kind of just a big disappointment anytime I'm oh my God. Eating I eat mean, yeah, tuna whole, salad anywhere. That's a
1: whole different animal. That's a whole different right. Product. So
0: now I just I I never order or eat other people's tuna because it's never <laughs> what I want it to be.
1: No. Oh my gosh. I could see you being at Denise's like just like quietly there's like one tear rolling down your face and you're, <laughs> you're like opening the can like this isn't even food. it like, smells funny. This is only for cats.
0: Yeah, like squeezing the water out over the sink. In
1: the can. I mean it is disgusting. It's just one of those things that you when you grow up with it. Right. You just accept it. Right. Like some people eat sardines. Like I I
0: can't do that you it know i wrong. i kind of enjoy it do sardines you? on a saltine i don't do it often but when i do if it's like those spanish sardines in the uh-huh. in the glass oh my god i'm like all about i but i have to be in the mood tam can't what be home because she can't deal with the smell like <laughs> there's... i shouldn't talk shit about them because i actually have never even tried one I like. You make a list of the things we need to have you try. I know.
1: No, I need to go to like Camp Tiffany for like a
0: month. And we need just to, you to like educate me. <laughs> we need to budget it out. We need to have yeah. a list and we have yep. a plan. And by the time COVID has a vaccine, yep, we can start hitting those things. Yes. Um, can we move on to making challenge? Yes, we can, and we like, shall. I feel like we're running long, but I'm not sure.
1: We are running long. It's okay. That's okay.
0: Um, So this week, I kind of went nuts. Um, At the farmer's market, I've been obsessed with, they're called blush tomatoes. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of them? They're like no. little ovals with pointy butts.
1: Yeah, I've seen those.
0: And they're yellow, but as they ripen, they start getting these pink stripes. Oh, oh, so pretty. Hence the name, blush, because it's like blush. blushing. And let me blush tell you, bad. it's, you know how like, Tomatoes in the summertime, when they're like so good, like little cherry tomatoes or baby heirlooms, you can like pop them in your mouth and they're almost like a fruit. Yeah. Okay, yes. so these are not like that. Okay. So <laughs> these have this um, addictive and surprising savory quality to them mm. that you get in. You know how sometimes tomatoes have that like saltiness almost to them? Just like yes. eating a tomato, right? Yes. Um, but it's a very tomato flavor. It's not that overt sweetness, but it's super juicy, super tomatoey flavor. And I've been obsessed with them. I've been putting them in salads. I've been putting them on toast. I've been putting them in pasta. I've been stir frying them. I've been eating them as a snack. Mm. So I'm kind of obsessed with these blush tomatoes. So one of the things that I used to love and sometimes love still is on food 52, like I feel like they're I don't know. They've kind of sold out. I I don't know if they got sold or bought or what. Like, um, maybe like, a couple like years ago. Owns them. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's um, yeah. So there's a lot of ads, a lot of a lot of all that stuff. But one of the columns that I love is um, this girl, I I don't want to butcher her last name, but I'll try, um, Emma La Peruque. I will link Mm. to her Insta. I follow her. She does beautiful food. One of her um, things is she does a column for Food 52 called Big Little Recipes. Okay. And it's just like big flavor, simple recipes, right?
1: And I'm not
0: necessarily always a fan of the things she does, but I see what she's trying to do. And one of the things that's intrigued me is this, she calls it a no-cooked tomato sauce. Okay. So she calls for two cups of cherry tomatoes. A stick of butter, three quarters teaspoon of salt. I've modified it a little bit. Um, I do about the same amount of tomatoes, of my blush tomatoes, is mm-hmm. what I tried it with. A stick of butter, room temp, okay. so it's, like, soft but not melted. Okay. And I upped the salt. Okay. So I do, like, a teaspoon plus a heavy pinch. Um Because okay. we all know how I feel about salt. And what you do is you take your raw tomatoes you cut them in half and you squeeze mm-hmm. the pulp out of them okay so you're getting the juicy parts and the seeds out leaving the yep. meat and the skin intact and then you throw that if you have a food processor this would work perfectly Yep. um i don't know if it's a little dry for a blender but what i did because i don't have a food processor um <laughs> I, live in a a ninja? I don't even have a ninja. I oh, have man. an immersion blender and a couple of very yes. sturdy glass tumblers that I okay. use, and okay. it Got works it. perfectly. Unless I'm trying to do more volume, in which case I have a Vitamix, so okay. that's kind of where I am. But a, a ninja would work perfectly if you don't have a I food love, processor. I Love a um, ninja, right? And the OG one, great. by the way, with so the if three you blades. Find one,
1: yes. But, like, as they evolved, because for a while, the ninja tried to be, like, a cheaper Vitamix, and those are no good. So, like, you want to find the original ninjas. Old school. And I think you can still find them because I had one for years from the infomercial Mm -hmm. that I helped Denise with. And then it finally died. And then somehow, and, of course, now I'm going to forget. But I I saw it. I saw, like, it was, like, the original one. And I was, like, I'm getting that right now.
0: And it works perfectly. But yeah, that thing is like a workhorse. Yep. Um, so you blitz up the tomatoes and then throw in the butter and the salt, blitz it all up. It looks okay. separaty and weird. Just keep going. Yeah. Okay. Just keep going. And that's why you had to like get the juice and the pulp out. So I'm, you right, know. Because the seeds aren't going to be bitter. That's the thing. Well, not just that, but just it's going to be too liquidy because um, you're true. trying to get it okay. to emulsify with the fat. Got it. And then, so you end up with this tomato butter, right? Like basically a compound Mm -hmm. butter that's like got more Mm -hmm. substantial body. Um, And I cooked up some mafaldine pasta. It's like if they just made noodles out of the curly edge of a lasagna sheet.
1: Yes, you took pictures of that, and looks amazing. Oh my
0: god! I took pictures of that shaved parmesan that looks like little
1: tape ribbons.
0: Yeah, it's the last of my Parmesan chunk from Parma. I'm kind of sad about it. but This is what happens. Like My mustard's running out because I haven't been to Paris since February. I bring back my mm. jar to refill at May and I get the Chablis Dijon that comes out of their mm. tap. They have like a whole row of taps of mustard. You would love it. You just go... What? Taste. You ask to taste the various mustards. They have like 20 taps. Oh. And um so you bring back your crock it's like a little ceramic jar they put wax paper in a cork after you get your mustard
1: it's like Winnie the Pooh's honey jar but it is but
0: but littler and mustard and you can get a big jar too Tam's sister got a big jar last time but then I kind of gave her shit about having to carry the big jar yeah that's what I was gonna say that
1: would be and that'd be hard on the plane and everything else yeah
0: yeah, so you have to check luggage if you do the big jar, but the the regular size jar you don't. So um, you can keep bringing it back though. So you only have to buy the jar once, um, and then you just get the the mustard on tap. These are these are the problems I have. My tap. I have to go to Italy. Paris. I'm
1: out of my parm. I have to go to Paris. I'm out of my mustard.
0: Right. I deserve to be made fun of. <laughs> these are the things. Um, but yeah, so it's so good. I just boiled up this pasta and the butter, it like mm. clings to the pasta and I yeah. swear it's thick enough that it will um it'll it'll stick to any shape noodle, I feel like. I went with something that I knew had a lot of nooks and crannies and grabby bits. Yeah. Um, but I even think and because I have, you know, a whole batch of this made up now cuz I went nuts with it. Um <laughs> I I, I have some, I want to say it's bucatini or one of uh-huh. the pastas that's a little thicker. Maybe it doesn't have the hole in the middle, but, and I'm going to see if it works, but I think it will, because um, you don't heat the sauce up. You literally like cook your noodles, throw them in your bowl, and then just toss it with this butter. And as right. it melts, it clings to everything. Yeah. You grate the parm over. I did some chiffonade of basil. Um, you could do a little bit of garlic if you wanted or a little drizzle of um, uh, truffle yeah. or, or anything like that. Um, you Tam... can roast
1: garlic and put it in the, yes. the or Yeah, to... with the tomato and the butter.
0: Yeah, on. absolutely. Like and the roast it whole and just like squeeze the cloves in as you're yeah. getting, blitzing it all up. After the fact, Tam was sitting there like, oh, my God, that was so good. And she goes, oh, my God, it would have been amazing if we – put a glob of burrata on that so that's on our list for this week to try while i have this batch of butter i am currently making a sourdough loaf because i feel like it'll be really good on toast too oh hell yeah i mean
1: yeah it's not so much a sauce as it is a butter Mm hmm. Now, how annoying was it, though, to squeeze each little tomato
0: half, you would think so annoying. And I was yeah. like, ready to hate it and actually put on an audio book, but it went super fast, because like when your tomatoes are ripe, and you cut them in half, like cutting each little tomato in half is probably the part that takes longest. Yeah. And then just with two hands because it's not, like, a highly skilled thing.
1: Right. And you're not trying to preserve the tomato's shape. You're not trying to stuff exactly. it. Exactly. So not like it has to be
0: perfect. You can yeah. Just really so you just mangle squeeze them, it. squeeze them. And pro tip, keep the stuff that comes out because even though the seeds are maybe a little bit bitter, I, like, threw that shit in and just sauteed up some romaine with some garlic and it is bomb. Mm. Actually, I don't even think it's remain It's it's a little gem. Yum. Yeah. Or yeah, if say, you're or like you could, a
1: you like can strain a, it and then you have mm-hmm. this tomato water that you could add to like any kind of a soup stock or soup stock or
0: if you're a morning smoothie person, I'm sure it's chock uh-huh. full of vitamin C and yeah. other great things. I'm yep. just saying don't throw it away yeah, cuz you paid it for it.
1: Amen. And then plant the seeds, and then you can have your own tomatoes. Your own okay. blush tomatoes.
0: That anyway, so incredible. That's, that's the making challenge. Do it with cherry tomatoes. Do it with, and I think the color. I mean, I took some pictures. I'll post them on the on the Instagram. I took some pictures, and mine's probably a little more orangey um, yeah. than most others because I use blush tomatoes. But um, it would, I imagine, come out to be some kind of a fluffy pink. And I'll also link to her site. Um, or her profile on Instagram, Emma LaPerrucq.
1: Well, and I might try it with um, Earth Balance because Evan can't have dairy. So we'll see how it turns out with a butter substitute.
0: I bet it'll be amazing. But yeah, I'm sure it'll be good as long as the
1: tomatoes are good.
0: Yep. Which it's summertime in the aforementioned heat. Tomatoes it's are time. awesome right This is the right time. Now. This, this is the, the time. time. Do you have a last morsel?
1: Yum. I do. It's another Instagram account. It's called Meg Eats World, and um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she is a dietitian. She's actually going through dietitian school right now. I think she's almost done, okay. and she's also recovered um, anorexic. I don't know if she's a bulimic, but recovered, you know, eating disorder person. Um, and it's really cool to see her perspective because she went from having a disordered time, and now she's learning from a scientist scientific perspective, what food does, what its role is, and how it works in the body and how exercise works. And so, and and she's not um, so she's very informative and her posts are very informative and smart and well researched, but there's nothing polished about her. She's a young woman with she's a life real. and a relationship. Yeah, it's not, it's not pretty, you know, it's not um it, yeah, it's not polished in any way. And so in that way, I almost trust it more, you yeah. know, some, some yeah. sites it's like, I feel like you're, or, or you're like, you're, you're a coach and you're trying to sell me Like, she's not trying right. to sell right. anybody anything. She's like, I'm, she's going to be, she wants to be a dietitian, but she's not selling her services. And, um and so as somebody who is also recovering from eating disorders, it's a very comforting site for me. It's, and she'll, and she'll do um themes and she'll do themes on like, um, being afraid of dairy and like what, what dairy really does and, and what components it really has. And she'll talk about like calorie restriction and like, you know, or, or the, she just posted about like, you know, the, there's a saying like food is fuel. And she's like, it's not just for that. Like, it's also mm-hmm. to enjoy and to celebrate mm-hmm. and that's okay. And so it's just, it, it, it normalizes a lot of the crazy in my head. And so for people I like me, that. Or just people that want to know more about food and nutrition. Um, I find her site very just like no bullshit, um, but also just really good and informative and makes me feel more empowered to make healthy, loving choices. That's
0: awesome. For myself. That so that's sounds my like something that should be in my life. Meg Eats World. Yep, yeah, I'll post her. Awesome. Um, what about you? my last morsel is just more eating um love it it is jenny's you know the the ice cream brand j-e-n-i apostrophe um they have a flavor it's a sorbet Mm. and it's called Froze. as a non-drinker i just want to say that it is not wine forward at all i know that they start with um like a a I think it's a rosé from Sonoma
1: okay.
0: um, in the recipe, but it you cannot taste it. And I know that in terms of like the alcohol facts and all that, for people that are like non-drinkers or right. want to like give it to your kid, I know it's like less than half a percent um, when I first looked it up and I couldn't taste it at all. And I'm super sensitive to alcohol flavor because of reasons we've already mentioned. Yep. And um, they start with the rosé it's like pear strawberry watermelon Ooh, it is pear. it is so subtle yet refreshing and bright mm. and like a little bit tart and you know like how some sorbets um like the mouthfeel is more like juicy ice yeah this is not this reads creamy mm. it somehow the texture of it is like this velvety not even creamy because creamy wouldn't even be like refreshing enough to describe this right it's not a sherbet right it is it is a sorbet that you're like wait a minute is there dairy in this but there's not
1: I get that sometimes when I make like fresh um I'll make like a fresh frozen strawberry kind mm-hmm. of situation for Ian, it'll sometimes taste like there's, it'll taste creamy, even though I'm like, mm-hmm. there's nothing creamy happening.
0: I don't yeah. know what, what that sorcery is that does that, but. I don't know. It's magic. It's hideously mm-hmm. overpriced. It's fantastically yeah, like delicious.
1: 12 bucks a pint or something is what That's it is That's if you here. buy it
0: directly from them, but ever since Amazon bought Whole Foods, you can get it at Whole Foods for like eight or nine bucks. Oh, okay, I get it at Ralph's, and it's always like twelve bucks a pint. See if it's cheaper at your Whole Foods because our okay. Whole Foods has it 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 they also carry it at like um the fancy pavilions in the marina and I want to say it's like eleven or twelve bucks no yeah. I know it's like twelve bucks if you try to get it um directly from Jenny's or if you order it on like postmates or any of those um which is all so to Whole say I know the deal like, with them I okay. still I fully appreciate that $9 a pint is still an obscene amount of money to pay for a refreshing little summer treat, but I think it's worth it. Um, It's one of those things we have actually been like, I'd rather eat fewer pints of frozen treat this summer and have this, like cost-wise, than the alternative. So
1: that's that's my opinion,
0: and that's my last morsel.
1: I love it frosé I, too. yeah jenny's frosé honestly One i saw it for,
0: perfect right now with the i heat. i saw it for months and was like i'm not gonna like that because it's right i think of rosé and frosé like the slushy grown-up drink yeah and you know not my not my jam but damn this is my jam this is my jelly this is my all mm, the
1: things you had me at pear <laughs>
0: <laughs> my favorite pot gummy was a sparkling pear pot gummy oh, that sounds and good. I loved it just I a gummy that's sparkling pear sounds. I know good. sounds weird. Re- you had me a pear that should be a pin
1: just regular regular gummies that are pear yeah if you guys know of any good pear gummies
0: I'm let us check. know I'm going to century city at some point this week and I will look in sugar because I feel like if anybody okay. has a fancy pear gummy it would be them yeah I guess the I could century look on city. the world wide web too always anyways I think we've passed 90 minutes oh my gosh crazy if you why guys can't still we with stop us, talking
1: thank you I know and we do this every week and we still have so many things to say we there's things there, there are out. things on our list we didn't even get to
0: there are so many things i there's a couple things I've added to the list as we've been talking <laughs> wow well, that's exciting we have problems I swear this is the best free therapy like, if anybody's thinking about starting a podcast just do it you'll feel so much better absolutely especially if you have someone that you like know and trust and feel safe with talking to
1: like, i don't know who
0: else is listening, but fuck that's all that matters
1: yep absolutely
0: i love you girl
1: i love you too and until we talk to you guys again just keep eating
0: too much